a man wide open. Touchdown. Touchdown for Jacksonville. Touchdown, Jacks! You're listening to Down by the Bank, a Jacksonville Jaguars podcast with Corey, Derek, and JK3. All right, welcome to Down by the Bank, affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. This is Corey. Hey guys, what's up? It's Derek. What's up, guys? So we're back uh, at a uh, one and two record, <laughs> destroyed by the Texans. Even though we all talk trash about how easy that game is going to be, and uh, and yeah, so uh, pretty much a huge bummer. And uh, I think uh, on a positive note, we're going to lead off with, I believe, Toy Story. <laughs> so that's a good transition. Yeah. No, I mean the game is going to be broadcast on uh it's gonna be on nfl what is it nfl or is it on nfl plus or it's It's, gonna be broadcast locally here but then i think there's gonna be like a simulcast uh in like toy story vision and it's gonna be in andy's room (laughs) yep so that's what you guys that's what we've gone to so you go from you go from like uh, you know from from looking at the schedule like oh man we got monday night football we got sunday night football looking at all these primetime games it's like Oh man, we we completely looked over this the Toy Story the Toy Story game, you know, getting simulcast <laughs> in Andy's room. How could we how could we forget this one? So it's live, and they're like overlaying the players with uh, animations of Toy Story, or how does that work? I mean, I guess so. I, I, you know, I, I, so I watched the preview of it, and it just kind of looks like a you know like a cartoon. And I guess they're gonna you know obviously go off of some sort of delay. I mean, everything's delayed anyway, and. Um, they'll uh, you know, display the game as it's being played in cartoon fashion, I guess. You know, attract yeah. the audience, you know, attract a different audience, have it for kids and stuff. And so, you know, who knows? Um, if you could, uh, if yeah. you could be a Toy Story character, Derek, who would you be? Dang, I knew he was going to ask that question. Oh man, I, I don't know who I'd be. I, you I really give don't me, a, you give me, you give me a Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head vibe. That's yeah, that's yeah, cold, me, man. No, no, no. He's he's not he's not cold. He's a, he's a safe guy. You know, he's safe. He's always cautious. He always knows when Andy's coming back. He's always like corralling the toys and everything. You, you give me you give me Mr. Potato Head. Mr. Potato Head. I, I appreciate that. Thank you. Yeah, you you definitely then 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 you Buzz Lightyear, man. You, you no, in, I'm you not Buzz. Just, no, yeah, no, yeah, no, yeah. no, 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 yeah, no, no. You Buzz Lightyear because I'm I'm either Slinky or Rex. I'm I'm you, you're the, I'm a role you're Rex. No, no, you you Buzz <laughs> Lightyear. You come in you come in with your flat who, who your flashy white shoes. It's just like his little laser on his arm, man. You know, come on now. <laughs> no, uh-uh, I'm I'm Slinky or Rex. I took John to be more like Forky because he's trash. <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh man. Okay. If I'm Forky, then you are 100 percent Lotso. <laughs> I don't remember which that one. Dirty, that dirty bear that <laughs> <laughs> going go to the uh, to, to the uh, to the dump. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. <laughs> or you could be Sid. Sid. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was a pretty demented character. Um, <laughs> it is kind of a neat thing, though. I don't know. You know, I guess this appeals to children. I don't know if, if you're going to yeah, actually that, be watching this, but you know, the the NFL is trying different things to attract audience. You know, um, Toy Story. Well, and they have Disney. pretty good audience already. Yeah, right. Like, like, what else? Well, do, what, who else do they want? I who don't else know. do they want? They got I every mean, grown man hey. and woman on Sundays. Now they want the children. Hey, look, vision. look, okay. 
I, I swore we weren't going to talk about this because it has nothing to do with our team. But you see how they're jumping on hoops over hoops with the Chiefs stuff and all that crazy, oh, yeah. you know, all that crap. They they look the NFL looks for every opportunity, every opportunity they can get their hands on. Okay, so you know people they sell tickets, viewership, dominate the ratings. They they don't care. I mean, they're just trying to get as many people on eye that you know eyes on the NFL game on a Sunday, and they're gonna take advantage of every opportunity. Whether if it's putting a game in cartoons, putting a game in Germany, Mexico, Swahili, they don't care. They're just gonna do it and um, try to attract as many people to watch as they can. What yeah. does watching it in Swahili Swahili look like? I don't know. <laughs> I'm just saying, like, there's, there's, that's probably just some of the stuff they think of. I mean, who knows? But they're, just, you know, they are the opportunists. Out of curiosity, football league. Can, like, I we and I think you're alluding to like the Taylor Swift Kelsey stuff, but like, no, no, we're not going to talk about that because well, we're not going to talk about us. But I'm curious because I know it's already been beaten to death. But I'm curious as to whether people are like. Are people ordering customized like Taylor Swift versions of Chiefs jerseys? Is that a thing? No, they're just ordering Travis Kelsey, Kelsey. jerseys. Okay. Yeah, a crap ton of them. So. You know, it would have been awesome if she would have come out in the Chiefs game when when it was here, so we could get some like attention off of that. And Why would she want to come here when it's hot? Yeah, you know, imagine <laughs> Taylor Swift's in Jacksonville today. <laughs> it's not going to actually happen, but anyway. Um, I hate how we have to like trash talk our own city, but. Uh, that's actually a pretty good transition to, and, and then I promise we'll get to the football stuff, but I just want to mention it because we're talking about cities and, you know, large markets, uh, you know, which we're alluding to with Kansas city, which I don't know, is that considered a large market or what is that? Uh, anyway, it's more um, recognizable than Jacksonville. I think it is considered a large, mar- or it's a large market for viewership because of where Kansas city is. It's literally like in the middle of the country. And then I think the closest football team that may be there, maybe, maybe, maybe out there is Denver. Mm. Um, yeah, probably Denver or Ch- ah, Chicago, maybe. But I think they're the wing, the most. They have the most, uh, the best product out in the in, in that area. So a lot of people really want to see it. Plus, a lot of people want to see teams that are sc- scoring a lot of points. You know, so if CBS has an opportunity or the NFL has an opportunity for viewership, they're going to put you know the 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 highlight team up there. Um, I think the Dolphins are starting to get, you know, a little bit of that love right now, too, as far as from the viewership, because they've been a very exciting team to watch, um, you know, over the last uh, three weeks as well. So um, and, and, and the Dolphins are to a, a more of a historic you know, franchise. You know, you got a lot of people that grew up in like the 70s, big Dan Marino fan, Larry Zonka, all those, uh, you know, those guys as well. So um, but, yeah, no, the, the NFL probably puts them out there because of the amount of scores and the amount of uh, excitement, you know, within the game. Well, the reason I mentioned it is because Mark Lamping had come out and I don't have the exact quote in front of me, but essentially did the whole, you know, thing that they've done in the past where it's sort of like a, a, a veiled threat uh, to move the team. And I didn't know, I, I guess you guys said that he did that in St. Louis. Is that, uh, is that what you said? Yeah. Um, it, the place that and that's what I, I remember originally. reading. Yeah, I remember reading that you know he was at some conference somewhere in St. Louis and made a comment about that that you know about the the whole thing and um, I mean I don't know I guess maybe the negotiations aren't going on, aren't off to a good start you know who knows uh, they've been really quiet about that outside of Mark Lamping's comments um, but 
I, I feel like that, you know, out of all the places that he did it, you know, I'm like, St. Louis, geez, they're, they're the ones that basically have us, you know, in their sights. You know, they're, they're waiting for Jacksonville to screw this up um, and to, to really, you know, let's see what happens with that. Um, you know, apparently they have land already ready that they can um, build a whole facility for. And, you know, they still kept the stadium and. You know, it was definitely a roundabout crazy way the way they lost their team because of, you know, the owner's greed uh, yeah. getting his pockets lined by people in L.A. But, yeah, no, it's uh, – I, I just – the whole process is uh, annoying, obviously. And, we, you know, as fans, you want to focus on the season and watch the team. And, and we haven't been able to, you know, enjoy it because the last two games have been headaches. So, you know, you get distracted on, you know, other things, that, you yeah. know, like this crap. So that's a good point, actually. Yeah, because I don't think we were talking about this at all last year when they were yeah. making comeback wins and doing cool stuff. No, no. Um, I tell you, it's not a good time for them if this is what the product's going to be on the field. Um, you know, it's not a good time for, for the team to be, you know, struggling. And who knows? I feel like there's just a lot of variables that happened, you know, this year as compared to last year. So, um, and not to mention more of the stadium talk, you know, that's just an added distraction, um, you know, stadium talk and, you know, whether they can get it, you know, get a deal done with the city billion dollars, city council votes, all that good, you know, good, good stuff. And I swear, I, I feel like people don't understand the, uh, economic impact that having a team has okay and you know we get so tied up into what you know what you know oh we just I, I, you know, let the team go they're no good anyway plus i don't like football okay you don't have no idea how many jobs are here how many people come how many companies come here to build things okay they're not just going to come to the bold city of the south without Jacksonville, we're going we're gonna to have to sell them a whole lot more than our rusty, you know, brown beach, okay? Because the water's not blue out there, all right? Okay, wow, you're going to have to dig out of the trees or wherever you're from and realize that, you know, the, the team does have a value, not only from a financial standpoint, but also from just an attractiveness of the city. Yeah, it's like a legitimizing I mean, you're, 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 Yeah, you're one of 32, 32. Mm-hmm. You're, you're one of 32 and everybody Keep wants talking. to be that everybody wants to be within that one of 32 so whatever the team whatever you have to do right now uh to keep the team here regardless of win lose or draw or records you have to maintain and maintain you know an nfl city here i, I think that's one of the biggest things i think you know, of course improving the stadium uh you know is definitely something that needs to be done the stadium renovations need to be done as well and then also some of the downtown revitalization you know that needs to continue to be done as well but all of those things that you know happen because the Jacksonville Jaguars are here right you know those things happen uh because people don't i mean realistically you know you 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 move to Jacksonville because of a job uh you move to Jacksonville uh you know because of the cost of living and those things like that but you know in my opinion i think Jacksonville is a city uh, that that you, you you move to to raise a family, you don't come to visit, right? And so most of the tourism and most of the things that are attractive here, uh, you know, besides the TPC, uh, besides the surrounding areas like Amelia Island, 
you know, St. Augustine, those things like that were, were actual, you know, beach towns, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, outside of Jacksonville, all nice to have. But the real reason most of the people do come here is because of the opportunity to see an NFL team play. Um, and I think that, you know, once we continue to build up downtown and then it leads into more of, you know, uh, you get the stadium done. It leads more into holding and hosting other events like the draft, hosting major concerts, hosting major shows, hosting major things like that. So it's not just the Jags that you're thinking about, you know, that occupy the stadium, you know, six out of the 12 uh, months. But then the other pieces that, you know, make it vital uh, and make it attractive to having other things like that. I mean, you got to look at Final Four basketball right now. I mean, they're playing in stadiums, uh, you know, as well for, you know, the Final Four. Uh, you you got to look at um, just these mega concerts that are going on right now mm-hmm. that, that have these ridiculous venues and these ridiculous numbers where, you know, that can hold these people and the economy around those concerts that are thr- that are that's pumping dollars into the downtown and the infrastructure as well. So the Jaguars are the foundation of that because, you know, they are the NFL team. But uh, outside of that, the amount of revenue that will be created by getting a deal done, by then revitalizing downtown, um, you know, that that's just worth its weight in gold on making sure they stay here for that because they are the foundation of that. Sure. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so I guess, I mean, I don't I don't know what publication – you guys are reading to kind of keep up with that. I've just sort of heard bits and pieces. Is this stuff like actively happening like right now or how does that, you know, last time, last thing I read, they were actively negotiating. So, uh, you know, city, I guess got their attorney. Obviously the Jags have their legal representation and they're actively negotiating. I just think it's, you know, uh, I think it's also a, a poor taste for, you know, I know Lamping kind of backed off the comments, but they should have never even been brought up. Yeah. Not in the middle of the season. Not like that. No. Yeah. Wait, keep that to yourself. You know, they're, they're so, you know, gung-ho on, you know, the professionalism of this and, you know, mm-hmm. the, you know two points away from, from you from not being professional about it by, you know, putting business out in the streets. So That's true. Um no, I, I I disagree with that, and you know, especially right now with the team one and two coming off that game, and then you same week you release those statements, like it's just bad form, you know, bad bad on their part. Didn't Lamping come from the St. Louis Cardinals originally? That's a good question. I don't know. I want to say that was the organization he came from because the more and more we start talking about this stuff, I don't know. It sounds worse because you know when he's up there, I'm sure that the St. Louis folks are all. You know, in his ear, like you said, talking about, you know, this land that they have and the facilities that are already there and the opportunities. Um, let's see. Are you looking it up? Yeah, I'm looking it up. Yeah, he was the, the president of the team uh, of the St. Louis Cardinals for 14 years. Wow, this gets worse. Yeah. <laughs> I just feel like Mark Lamping's obviously a smart guy. He's not an idiot. So he knows that this doesn't play well to say this, which is why I believe he definitely intentionally said it. You know, it's not something that just slipped out. This is very much uh, strategic for sure. And uh, of all the people to say it that are going to get the least amount of grief from people in Jacksonville, because half the, you know, half, not even half, 90% of people here have no effing idea who Mark Lamping is. Uh, he can probably get away with it easier than like you know Shad saying it or you know whoever Doug Peterson. Uh, not that he would ever comment on that, but um, 
but yeah, that that's a uh, wow. There's like more and more little interesting caveats that come out about that. The more and more you uh, think about it, Shab was going to buy the Rams originally in St. Louis, and then I think you guys said Kroenke uh, was the guy who kind of nixed that, and now the Cardinals connection. The fact that they're in St. Louis, I don't know. That's pretty. Uh, I got to get off this topic, or I'm going to get. Uh, I might uh, get upset. <laughs> <laughs> it just sounds bad, doesn't it? Yeah, no, it does. It really does. But, um, you know, it's... But this is what the losing does, like you said. It does. It does. It just uh, stinks. But, you know, um, let's get to the game, man. Let's get to, you know, quick recap of what happened. Uh, I I wasn't there this week. Definitely watched, though. Um, Man, it's just so... One thing I'll say, and then let, let you guys go since you, you all were there. When Trevor threw that pick, man, he had a kind of smirk on his face. And it wasn't like, you know, I'm thinking, all right, you throw a pick, you're going to be mad. What you going to do when you come out next time? He just kind of had this, like, you know, whatever's chill, man. It's cool kind of look on his face. And probably a look that people that at the stadium couldn't see, but you could definitely see it on television. And and I'm kind of like, man, why are you looking like that? Why are you trying to hide something? Uh, Like, and and, yeah, the whole thing isn't on him. But I just didn't, I didn't like that. I don't like that. I I don't think any of it. I don't think any of it's on him. Yeah, no, no. I'm not saying I'm not saying like it's you know definitely. There's been talk out there that a lot of this on him. Definitely not. I don't think so. Um, it doesn't help. <laughs> yeah, but it just doesn't help. Yeah, I mean, exactly. Yeah, it doesn't throwing help because that's smirk. Throwing a pick doesn't help, especially when you're down like 20 or whatever it was when in the game, whenever they, whenever they threw the pick. So, of course, it doesn't help. But, I mean, you, you know, within the NFL right now, I mean, you're, you're the, I think that the, the issue right now that I'm having with the Jags, and I think that, you know, a lot of people right now, I mean, we're recording this on Thursday night. So, um, you know, there, there's a lot of blame to go around with the losses, right? Uh, fingers start getting pointed, you know, once, you know, once you you get in a position right now, uh, the blame game starts happening and those things right there. And we're still within the first quarter of the season, right? You know, we play the Falcons on, uh, on on Sunday morning. It'll be the fourth game uh, of the season, potentially wherever the Jags will be. If they're two and two, you know, all the clamoring and those things like that, it'll, it'll, it'll write the ship game and, and everything will be all fine with them being two and two. Because most of the people, you know, had them losing anywhere from six games anyway, right? So you got to lose those 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 games somewhere to to be within those expectations. One and three, <clears throat> they let's say it's a one and three, and, and they do lose as well. The blame is going to get even louder, uh, you know, within this. And I think the the main key points within this, and it's not necessarily a blame game, um, but I think that just the they're, they're just they're not deep enough. They they they're they're not at full strength right now. Um, you know, we don't have our we don't have our top linemen. We don't have our top offensive linemen uh, and, and Cam Robinson right now. We don't have our top defensive linemen, um, you know, the linemen, uh, you know, right now within uh, w- within uh, Smoot um, uh, and, you know, a couple other guys that did Hamilton. make the team to travel. Yeah. Uh, Devon Hamilton. Um, you know, we're, we're down to now our second string, you know, middle linebacker and Chad Muma, uh, you know, as well. You know, since uh, um, since uh, Devin Lloyd is staying back because he has a hand surgery. So the thing that points out to me is that, you know, and oh, and not to forget Zay Jones. Zay Jones is out as well, um, you know, with an apparent knee ankle injury, whatever, you know, it, it is that that's hurting him right now. 
So when you have to come back to the reserves and you have this next man up mentality, if the next man isn't as good as the best man, then what do you have? Right. You you have the blame game. You have you know you have a set of offensive or excuse me a set of defensive linemen that can't create pressures. Um, you know because they're just not as good as the guys that are in front of them. Um, you have offensive linemen that are given that, that aren't able to hold, you know, a decent, uh, you know, block because they're not good as the guys that are, that are in front of him. You have receivers that are fumbling the ball, um, you know, when they're, when they're making contact because they're not as good as the guys in front of them. So it, it's just a situation right now where the, the team, all the things can be clicking and all the things they keep talking about, we're just going to get better. We're going to get better. It, it doesn't really make sense unless they're deep enough in order or they have the talent that's surrounding them. And right now the first string talent is obviously way better. And I think going into this season, a lot of folks were talking about the lack of depth that this team does have. And it's showing it right now. Yeah, no, it I, definitely does. And and who knows that, that laugh, he may have been laughing at the receivers. Maybe they ran the wrong route. You know, alligator. Uh, it could know, be a bad day. Yeah, it laugh. could be laugh. Yeah, yeah. Just one of those like, ah, so dang it. So, yeah. and no, I, I I agree with you. I am not putting this on I, I on him whatsoever. I think the whole thing. You know, I, I I joked before we started recording that you know if the offense was like a car. You know, if Trevor's driving the car, then you know what does he have? Out of four tires, he's got two that are bad because we got some drop balls. You know, he's got a bad GPS because play calling hasn't been good. Um, car's not going to run. You know, you can't can't get anywhere unless you got all these things cooking, firing, you know, on all cylinders. And top it off, the engine's probably jacked up because the offensive line isn't giving them any time. You know, just being being silly. But realistically, if everything's not firing all at the same time, if everybody's not doing their individual job, for the betterment of the flow of the offense, then there's going to be problems. Now, like you said, there's depth. There's a lot of variables here. And here's the main variable I feel like with, with Peterson, and this is something that we'll never you know, know unless he comes out and says, is why in the world did you decide to hand that play calling over to Press Taylor? That's just another variable. Forget the fact that he's not good at it. Okay, that's just that's the biggest thing. But we already have enough variables on the team, why would you go ahead and add an additional variable? Mm -hmm. Down an offensive lineman, all right? He lost an offensive lineman in free agency, and that's why I'm not putting any of this on Trevor at all. This is more of a unit. I feel like Doug is you know, responsible too, not just because he's the head coach, but because he added another variable to an already kind of fragile situation with you know so many so many changing parts you know why do we need to keep changing yeah i get press was there last year but he wasn't the play caller you were the play caller and you had your sheet you know everybody's make jokes about waffle house sheet whatever man i don't care if you sent plays with smoke signals you need to call the plays he he doesn't need to call the plays anymore uh, did you see no, the there's, oh, there's no rhythm did you see that uh, i don't know if this is yesterday or today but he was questioned about that story that said that he took back over in the second half and he said that was 100% not true. Look, I don't care what's true, what's not true, okay? You can hold up a play sheet. You can be talking into the mic. Everybody can have a source, all right? Here's what I do now, all <laughs> right? You've been off – the team has been off rhythm. That's what I pay attention to, the rhythm 
of the team, and it's off. Okay, and anytime we've had any kind of sense of a rhythm, if you called those plays and maybe he didn't or whatever, I don't know. But all I know is it's it's completely off. And until it gets back to that, not saying we need a repeat performance of last year because last year's history, we can't change that. We can't just make it, you know, present time. But something close to that, then I might believe you're calling the place. Through three games, press ain't it. He ain't never going to be it, okay? He can go up there with his brother and try to be it. We don't need to run any experiments down here. We don't have we don't have patience nor time for that, in my opinion. So a lot of things have gone on, a lot of variables, and there are some variables that Doug can correct to help this team, and for whatever reason, he's not going to do it. And and also like why would why would Press Taylor be calling the plays when the games actually count? Like why would you not give him that opportunity to run those or uh, call the plays or you know be the offensive coordinator or you know or play offensive play caller? Excuse me. Um, in the preseason, like that—that's the time for you to, to to experiment. You you shouldn't experiment that when the games, you know, when the wins and losses like actually count for something. Yeah, I, I mean, you know that that's just along those lines of. You know, with Ridley talking about, you know, he's still got to get the rust off. That's what training camp and, you know, uh, training camp and the preseason was for. The, the, the catch that he dropped <clears throat> on uh, on Sunday, that that was thrown on a dime. That had to be caught. There was yep. just no other no other ifs, ands, or buts about it. That 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 ball had to be caught. And he looked good um, in week one, so. <laughs> yeah, the, yeah. I mean, he looked great in week one. Look great in week one, um, you know, week week two uh, against the Chiefs. You know, there there wasn't there wasn't any 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 collaboration there. And then you know this this past week against the Texans, you know, there's it was just more of the same thing, more of just coming out and getting hit in the face. And a couple of years ago, this Jaguars team was one of those teams that I think I can't remember the exact year, may have been like nineteen. May have been like eighteen or nineteen, but like when the team scored first, we we're always like, "Oh, it's a wrap." They 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 don't have the ability to kind of come back. They don't have the ability to you know you know kind of stay within the fight and weather the storm. Um, yeah, and and this is what it's showing. If they 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 got to start fast, whatever start fast looks like, like whatever that looks like, you know, on um, on Sunday they started fast. They marched down the field, drive stalled out, missed the field goal. Like can't have that. They started off, uh, you know, again with the, uh, you know, they had another chance as far as scoring opportunity, block field goal. Can't have that. Like, so those things like that, man, that, you know, those, that they, they just, I, I think the team is just running out of excuses right now, honestly, man. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's about to be the first quarter of the season. It's about to be over with, depending on where they're going to be and depending on whatever drastic change needs to happen. Um, but, you know, at this point, man, they're just running out of excuses and running out of, like, we got to do this. We got to turn around here. Like, you know, they're just starting to say a bunch of the same things that need to happen. I really just start seeing the product change on the field. And yeah. and for them to please stop running screen passes. Yeah, no more bubble. No more RPO bubbles. Okay? No more of those. Sick of seeing those. No, no more RPO bubbles. Do Do something else. Please. For the love of all, get vertical. Do something. The 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 wide throws and the you know the high percentage throws to set up for the long throws. Okay, guess what? We see it. And remember, we're couch potatoes. We know nothing. 
allegedly. So if we see it, then D coordinators are like, all right, they're going to do this and they're going to keep doing it. So why don't we do this and make them completely uncomfortable and this is going to help our chances to win? Pretty sure that's what Houston did because they were missing everybody. (laughs) Okay, everybody. They had dudes in there ain't nobody ever heard of before. And four new offensive linemen, freaking, you know, top corners out, Stingley's out. They just throw another guy in there. He was on the practice squad last week. Now, look, he's all he, – he's player of the week. <laughs> like, my, favorite on, part, my favorite part was when I tried to run to the bathroom real quick and then they like, what was it, like the fullback return to kick off for a yeah. touchdown oh, yeah. or and something? You, and you let the up back – they let the up back run that back. Man, like, oh, well, everybody got caught in the wedge, like, because the kick was short. And that's what you're taught to do. Like, you're losing – you need to just make the tackle. Forget trying to get the like get the ball. You need to make the before you can even focus on getting the ball. You got to know how to tackle first, <laughs> okay? And just you know a lot of basic things. It just it makes me curious if something's going on in the locker room, or if something's going on in a couple people's personal lives. You know, I don't know. It just makes me think somebody checked out. That's what it makes me think. Somebody might be checked out. Yeah. We don't realize it. Yeah. Also, uh, the bathroom near my section was flooded again with <laughs> pee. So it's like you go down there, you have to use the bathroom, you have flip-flops on, you have no choice but to go into the pee water. You should stop wearing flip-flops. Uh. Yeah, I know. But then you hear, and then you hear, like, you just ran down, and it's like, touchdown, Houston. <laughs> it's like, God almighty. So, um, by the way, I didn't really see many, many Texans fans, and usually I'm surrounded because I'm in, like, the away section or whatever, and there were, like, barely any, so that was kind of interesting. Yeah, no, it was very interesting Cause, to, cause, to not see any of the uh, the opposing fans, and, you know, probably they didn't make the trip because they didn't think they were going to win. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so, so what did they know? They made the word right out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> they should have went, for sure. But so, they probably yeah. just didn't think they were going to win, man. I mean, it's just, like, like I said, it's the first quarter of the season right now. It's game number. We're coming up on week four. It feels like week nine, like honestly. And I was not expecting this, and I was not expecting, you know, for for the Jags to you know have this early of a hurdle to get over in week four. With them going to London, it's just going to add to more of the complexity of you know the logistics. It's going to add more of the complexity to get a win. Uh, you know, with the time change, it's going to add more complexity to, you know, the pageantry of the the London game. Even though they say they're not going over there, it's going to be a distract. It's not going to be a distraction. But I mean, you're in a different. It's impossible for it to not be a distraction. You're in a different city. I mean, you're in a different country. You're you're, you're not at you know the the practice facility is different. The pregame routine is going to be as much as they can try to make it be. And you know, you've got a, a team that you're staring at. You know, on Sunday, that's, you know, starting to kind of gain motion and starting to kind of click very well, um, you know, with Bijan Robinson, um, you know, with Drake London, Riddler looking uh, or Ritter looking good, Riddler, <laughs> Ritter, Ritter looking good, um, you know, Kyle Pitts. And then, you know, you got to stay there for another 11 days and then you got the Buffalo Bills coming to town. Like, this is a tough road stretch <laughs> for the Jags and there's got a lot that they... It's a tough road stretch, and so whatever you know, extra or whatever things they need to work out, and whatever 
you know, kind of uh, kumbaya need to have. They need to have it because the season doesn't get any easier. Like We talked about how this season is going to look, you know, for the Jags and some of the competition that they're going to be playing and, you know, some of the competition that they've earned to play because of their schedule of them with them being also, uh, you know, the AFC South winners. You know, the starting fast excuse, the it's, it's still early excuse, you know, one thing about it, these weeks are going to keep rolling by. And, you know, they got to decide on if the L's are going to stack up or if the W's are going to stack up, which one it's going to be. Like, there's no more preseason. There's no more experiments that need to happen as far as play callers. And we're trying these things out and things like this. Whatever they've been doing these last three weeks, they need to scrap it and go back to playing, you know, the the football that got them to where they were. I mean, they returned a a majority of the the team. You know, we got to make the adjustments with the injuries and those things like that. Um, I know they're not at 100, 100 uh, you know, percent, but they got to start making some adjustments, man, and really trying to turn this thing around. Just go win the game. They got to need to analyze. We don't need to analyze anything, okay? Just go win the game. This whole, like, maybe they need to spend some time away, two weeks to bond, kumbaya, personal stuff, whatever it could be. Just go win the game. And for the luck... If I hear if if I turn on the television and I see Desmond Ritter and Kyle Pitts, who by the way Kyle Pitts hadn't done jack and he's probably the best tight end in the league outside of Kelsey, and I see Kyle Pitts with like two TDs, I'm I'm just gonna turn the game off <laughs> because he hasn't done anything all year. Let's not you know every time I turn around, we're the team that's you know oh we're, they're gonna. Get going on us, you know. No, we don't. They don't need to get going on us. We need to get going on some. We need to catapult off another team, and, and get this ship moving. Because we don't need to start one and we don't need to go one and three going into Buffalo, which I thought by now, you know, Diggs and and Josh Allen would be fighting each other, but they're not. They're actually getting along. So Buffalo's playing well. Um, but yeah, we don't need to. We don't need that kind of smoke because one and three. Could very well turn into a very ugly one and four coming back here. Yeah. Without a bye week, too. Yeah. When's the bye week? Bye week's not till like 10, right? Something yeah, crazy. Something like that. Yeah. yeah. I think it's week 10. Yeah. Uh, JK3, or I guess both of you gone to away games uh, recently. When are you going to possibly make the London trip one of these days? Is that in the plans or in the works? Um, no. <laughs> oh okay cool <laughs> no no i mean it's expensive i mean that's a, it's a it's an expensive trip uh the london london for me is you know, unrealistic at least for me right now because you know i have uh you know small kids that are in school so uh to be gone it's not just a weekend trip right you know it's like an eight hour flight and then you want to be over there because you have the ability to go to several different countries that are within like an hour of travel away via train, plane, or automobile, um, you know. So you want to be able to take advantage of it, but nah, man, it's just it's just not. If I won the trip, yeah, I would go, but I'm not. I mean, to me, it's just not. It's not appealing. I would love to go, but it's not like it's one of those things like I have to go. I don't know why. Yeah. I, and I was really, I was really upset too when I saw uh, this this earlier this week that Mitchell and Ness dropped like a London like 10 year anniversary, like hoodie and jacket and t-shirt that's only going to be available at uh, Wembley stadium this weekend. So it's like a Jaguars, like 10 year anniversary. Cause I guess we played there for 10 years and it's just like, 
that kind of stuff makes me log out of like Twitter real quick. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because of the London <laughs> like, it thing really does. Huh? So direct, the fact direct that it's available only there or because of the London part of it. I mean, why are you making a why, why are you making merch to commemorate like a ten year like a ten year commitment that no one in the city of Jacksonville enjoys? It's yeah, con- right. continually a running joke that the Jags are going to be moving to London. Uh, it just and those things like that just continue to like kind of stoke the flames. Yeah. But like, why would you have a ten year like anniversary collection for for something like that? I don't know. It's just kind of weird. You know, and maybe I'm just salty because they're still, you know, no, too. but no, it's just, I don't know. It's a slap in the face. In my eyes. Yeah. It's a, it's a slap in the face. Yeah. We, I hate we, I hate that we even having this tone right now. I mean, we're we're three games into the season and it's just like, man, you know, try not to be negative Nancy about the Jags. I try to really just be, you know, as positive as I possibly can about the team because, you know, I do support the Jags. I'm going to continue to support them. But it's just like, man, it's just so hard being a Jazz fan. It really is. It's like, and then you, and then you, and to, not to jump on the, you know, the Trayvon Walker, Aiden Hutchinson Hutchins discussion or anything else like that. But it's just so hard to watch when you, you know, when we've, we, and Trayvon can't help where he was drafted. Like he did his job. He got, you know, he did what he was supposed to be trained and got selected where he got selected. But, you know, sometimes when the layups are right there, it's just like, man, why are you out to try to prove that you're smarter than everybody? Just take the layup and then, you know, and just take the layup and prosper. No no point in throwing it off the alley when you got when you got the look, the, the forward behind you, like for the dunk. Just just take the layup, man, and prosper. Look, I done told you already, okay? I done told everybody and, and I, I stand firm on this. I don't think Trent Bulky should be here. I think he should be let go. I don't care what kind of draft he had as far as depth and stuff. I think they should fire him tomorrow. Okay, he should not be involved in this. I feel like he is going to be a problem, which he already is, to, in my eyes. Teflon, Trent, Treflon, you know, Don, um, you know, we'll see him at the beach bar, bulletproof balky, freaking <laughs> see him at the beach bar balky. I don't care what he, he needs to be gone. Okay, he needs to be gone. He's already He already had his chance in San Francisco. He screwed it up, and he's going to screw this up. Okay, just wait. Just watch. He's already messed up once. And, you know, we're not going to keep, you know, we can't change the past. We can't change a thing except get rid of him and find someone else to do the job. Not Doug. Keep Doug. No, keep Doug. Doug just, Doug just, he got something in his ear right now, you know, trying to help out little, little press. Um, Keep Doug. Yeah. Little press. Little little brother. (laughs) Zach's little, I'm going to start calling him. Zach's little brother. Zach's Bro, little brother. Yeah. Low press. That is low press. I'm surprised. <laughs> yeah. Is there a rapper out there with low press as a name? I don't know. That's gonna be my new name. Low press. Dang, What's up? Man, man? I may have to change the, that the Twitter yeah. handle to Low Press. Low press. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of rappers, I'm really bummed that uh, you all haven't been reacting to the videos I've been sending in the group text oh, of my new favorite artist. Okay, uh, you listening to Polo G and NBA YoungBoy. Driving around in your Tesla, okay. I laughed out loud at work this morning. All right, the fact <laughs> that you you I was like this this fool he's got you know whatever and, and driving a, a Tesla rider, and you had the, and you had it on autopilot. Yeah, 
<laughs> that was mostly Bro's just listening a cool to the NBA Youngboy and, and Polo G <laughs> driving on the Rainbow Road <laughs> with the Tesla. Tesla. <laughs> Polo G has some obscene lyrics. I'll just say that right off the bat. Like I played Look. the first song that was like on his like top songs on Spotify, and it was like. I'm gonna get you pregnant and all this stuff, and I'm like, what the family heck? family podcast? Yeah, yeah. Fam- well, family podcast. You gotta really reel really you back in. That's how. Yeah, family it, is. yeah. It's a family podcast, not a podcast about creating a family. Right? <laughs> like, <laughs> relax. Yeah, that's a good point. Um, uh, but anyway, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, the, I think Derek is what we've had the podcast going when we first started in 2016, right? This has been the tone for like 90% of the history of the podcast, I think, Man. unfortunately. It's only been like two winning seasons or at least two playoff seasons, I think, since we started it. Hey, that means we're committed and we care. That's all that means to it. That's all it is to it there. Um, you know, it's it's just, you know, when you, when you lose, all the little things start to irk at you. Everything, dude. Yeah. Like even like the food that you eat just starts to taste worse <laughs> when they lose. Like you see man, that picture? it's just one of those things. It's just it's just terrible, man. Like I, I just I, I just want them to you know, all the pieces are there. They they have all the talent and you know, it's just whether it's one thing or another, man, you know, hopefully they get hot like they did last year. Um, you know, hopefully we get some things that are just kind of, you know, working in our favor and we just start playing some good football. But man, we gotta. One of these games has got to be the right to ship game, and one of these games has got to be something to get us back on track. I would much rather them be playing like crap now in September versus playing like crap in December or January. So it's got to be one of the. We got to turn it around somehow. Got to turn it around. But it's man, it's got to. It's got to start somewhere. Real quick, uh, I don't know if you saw the picture I sent of the, the menu board at the stadium, but is it just me? I don't know if I just blinked and 10 years went by and this is the result of inflation or something, but like the three chicken tender fries thing, it's like $14. Has it always been that high? I don't think so. $14? chicken. That's Bro, wild. that's not even real chicken. I know. What price? Of any what chicken, chicken you know has tenders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, no, yeah, you're right. What? Right. <laughs> yeah, what chicken right. you have fingers, no. man? Not even real That's, chicken. It's fourteen dollars. I mean, everything, everything there is 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 high priced and and uh, not you know not good. Um, yeah, hopefully, <laughs> when if we, we can get this stadium deal done, they need to do a stadium deal and a uh, a food and beverage deal. Look at it, man. We're we're week we're week three. Week three, or no, week four, excuse me, and we're already talking about how bad the food is. This is like a week nine conversation. (laughs) Yeah. It is too early to be talking about the stadium food right now. It is too early to be talking about that. We we just need to continue to focus on the football, the the experience that's on the field first, and then week nine, week ten, guys, you know the deal. Then we get into the stadium experience of why we (laughs) why why we're still coming here. You know, after we've already acknowledged that we're not going to make the playoffs, like, yeah. but no, in all seriousness, no, they got to turn this shit around quick. Like, because <laughs> I, I'm almost, I'm usually the bandwagon leader at work, and man, your boy is quiet, and it yeah. stinks so bad just sitting here and just watching it. So we gotta, we gotta, we gotta fix it, man. Yeah, well, 
Anyway, I feel like I'm part of the problem because as soon as I bought my first jersey in like 20 years, it was Zay Jones, and then he was like immediately injured. So uh, you're a curse. You're, curse. The, you're the jinx. Yeah. Maybe I need to like burn that as a sacrifice or something. I don't know. Who? Who? You just bought Evan or no, Derek? You just bought uh, Ridley, right? Yeah. Mm. I just got Ridley, and uh, um, dang. So uh, I, 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 I might I might grab another one. I might get. Please don't. A, <laughs> yeah, I might grab another one. We'll, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully, uh, either a, a black ETN one. Um, no. <laughs> something. We're cursed. You can't Bro. buy. Don't buy ETN. Don't buy. Don't buy ETN. Okay. No. I, I buy, buy Wingard. Yeah. Buy, yeah. Get a custom bulky. Get a zero custom. bulky. That, that that's who you, that's who face you need to put on your next melon JK three. Oh no, I can't do that. I can't do that. I can't do that to Trent. No, he can't. He can't do that. No. Yeah, okay. I won't go that far. All right. Well, anyway, but um, all right. Well, cool. Uh, appreciate everybody listening. Uh, definitely, if you're on Apple Podcasts, we did. I think we gained two new five star reviews. So that was pretty cool. So if you're on Apple and you want to leave us a five star review and and write some comments in there, that's always awesome. You can follow us on X, aka formerly known as Twitter, uh, at Down by the Bank, um, and uh, and all the other podcast platforms. So we appreciate you for listening. And again, we're affiliated with the Blue Wire Podcast Network. We'll talk to you next time. Whether you're a world class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well being and proper recovery for top notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.